welcome back to Discover Ag, where every week we discover something new in the world of agriculture. I'm your host, Natalie Kavorik. And I'm Tara Vanerdeesen. And together, our mission is to pioneer new conversations in ag and bring the most relevant and trending topics so you can stay in the know. Happy Thursday, everyone. Today, we have a jam-packed episode. We're bringing you some of the top industry news you need to know this week, including a senator who, surprise, surprise, has nothing to do with agriculture, yet is making headlines for wanting to, um, and I quote, reshape the farm bill. Yeah, I, I'm i just going to stay quiet for right now. <laughs> I feel like this entire episode, I just like want to tell our audience, like, buckle up, buckle buttercup. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Uh, we have a news piece about celebrity chef Rachel Ray um, and what she's up to that could impact our youth in the ag industry. Actually, and it kind of relates back to, was that last week's, the week before? No, last week's episode. Yeah, um, it was. So that'll be kind of interesting. Important stuff. Um, and then our last and final news piece we're going to talk with you guys today is actually one we did not pick. And it's not totally a news piece. Um, we were tweeted a, I don't know why I cannot say that word just normally. Um, <laughs> I know. And every <laughs> time I want to be like, and Natalie's just tweet, tweet, like you just tweet, say tweet, it. So tweet, 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 tweet. Um, someone tweeted us kind of an interesting thread over on Twitter, um, including, you know, raw milk versus conventional. So we're going to let Tara, yep, she's going to come out of the floodgates with that one with oh a little gosh, a bit I, of her I opinion kind of and information. Oh. <laughs> Um, but before we dive into the top three industry news pieces, we want to remind you guys that every single month we host a giveaway to say thank you so much to listening to Discover Ag. So if you're tuning in today or any other day um, and you enjoy our episodes, please either screenshot and share them to your social channels or go leave us a review um, in the podcast app. And in, when you do that, you are entered to win and we pick a winner every single month to say thank you. So we just want to remind you guys of that. Yeah, because it's this comes out in December. So I'll be selecting a November winner and then moving on to December. Uh, so before we dive into all of our news pieces, we have our me is the moment and Natalie's going to bring us that today. Yeah. So I actually don't know. I cannot remember how I found this now because it's from TikTok and I'm not really on TikTok at all. And I actually haven't gone down a rabbit hole in a while. So I didn't find it. I had to have seen it on someone else's channel or something, but there's an influencer. I'm not really familiar with her. Her name is, uh, her handles at j.here. She has almost 1 million followers. Um, and she recently did a get ready with me about, well, she called it a get ready with me rant, um, about her I frustrations. With, yeah. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> get ready with me. Rant. I feel like it I end up on rants. Kind of fun. I feel like the get ready with me videos are interesting to watch. Um, like visually pleasing. But she basically talked about her frustrations with veganism and how the diet wasn't fitting her lifestyle anymore. Um, the video got 72,000 likes, 33,000 3, comments. It was saved 3,000 times and shared 600 times. And since then, she's done a couple other videos about the first time she's eaten an egg. Um, she shared someone's comment about how they relate to veganism um, and how after seven years of feeling sick and tired all the time, they too had to quit. So I don't know, a lot of really positive and interesting dialogue going on over on her page. Yeah. So when you said you wanted to talk about this, I couldn't remember if it was this one you wanted to talk about 
or the guy that was kind of like X-rated um, mm-hmm. discussing his problems, personal problems, X-rated problems with veganism. And so I wasn't really sure where you were headed with this I feel one. like you're going to have to explain that now because you cannot leave people being like, what he is that all about? Ha- couldn't um, I so I've seen more studies himself. <laughs> I've seen more. I've seen more studies of, uh, being shared about affecting male fertility and veganism. And so I'm wondering what will come out of the works with that. Yeah. So I, I, but I'm, I'm glad you picked this one instead, but, um, <laughs> well, we covered both of them because you brought the other one to the podcast as well. So, uh, in our meat is the moment. I'm also going to have a milk is the moment. I just saw you drinking a core power. You know, I, I love to see it. I had a core I, power for breakfast too. I just tagged you on Instagram on it um, instead of oh, influenced by you. But I or I couldn't find them anywhere in, uh, you know, middle of somewhere in Nebraska. And so I ordered off Amazon and Tad has been devouring them. He has. Oh, I'm not today. surprised. Yeah, but they're I'm sold. I'll for sure be having one. They're they're delicious. Yeah, you don't have Costco, but you can get them at Costco. So yeah. but otherwise Thanks. they're shelf stable. So you can just Amazon Prime them. So that works. Thank too. you for the completely unhelpful information that I knew. But there's that I don't have a Costco close to a Costco. <laughs> okay. I love that for them, not for me. I okay, I'm jumping. We need to get into this because we're gonna be here for a while. Uh Senator Cory Booker. Mm-hmm. He wants to he wants to do a lot of things. He has <sighs> a lot of go- things going on. He wants to reshape the farm bill. He wants to get rid of digesters. He wants to uh, stop taxpayer bailouts of big meat. I mean, he's all over the place this week. I sense the sarcasm from you. I actually <laughs> want to focus. Can we focus on, do you have anything to add about the digesters? Because I don't know a ton about that. And I find that very interesting that he's choosing to kind of highlight and talk about that. So the like the headline is Cory Booker to the USDA manure to energy not a solution and I think like going through the article so on dairies we have what's called digesters and they basically will take manure and turn the methane in the manure into energy and put back into like the grid and put to power houses you know power like farms they power all sorts of things um, it's just energy and so obviously the USDA especially with a lot of their new grants and stuff is putting a lot of money and research into them. California has a huge push for adding these bio digesters. And what's kind of cool about the digesters is a lot of times it takes waste from other things. So um, I've seen ones that I don't know, they can add just other things to the, the digester besides just like dairy waste. And so if you have something in your community that's like a waste product, they can add it to the digester and create even more energy. I think they're super positive. They can help dairies become like carbon neutral. Um, I think there's some challenges with them. We don't have any in New Mexico with open lot dairies. There's some challenges. I don't think they're, I think they're really great, but I think there's a lot more technology to come, but his approach to it, I think is like kind of dumb. I don't know. I just don't think he wants the USDA spending money on them is basically his. Well, and was he saying that it like um, only helps or it's like feeding into the factory farm, right? Like it's helping the big guys and oh. not the little guys, right? Or Oh my gosh. If I had a, if I took a shot for every time Cory Booker <sighs> said factory farm, I would be Hard wasted right day. now. <laughs> we are recording this at 930 and I would be toasted. <laughs> um, he loves that word. He just know. loves it. And like I've said before, like my family would be a factory farm, like in any vegan's eyes and we're a family farm. So, so I have the craziest statistic that Luke sent me. Um, I'm actually 
going to create a post out of it. I just haven't sat down to do it yet. But for beef farms, we learned that there's like 700,000 beef farms in the U.S. Um, We know the average, like everyone talks about the average herd side as 43. But what I was not aware of, um, he sent me a screenshot of the actual breakdown. Um, One to nine is 250,000, 32% of all herds. 10 to 19 animals is 21%. And it keeps going down the list. What Luke and I are, which is over the 1,000, is not even a percentage. It's 0%. It blows my my mind. It blows my mind. And I get all the time from my community about how, like, if we could support, like, if we knew every ranch in the U.S. was like yours, we'd feel, I'm like, we're the large, the large farm. Like I was not aware of the percentages. It's crazy. This, I, I really need to sit down and make this post because I knew these, this information, but seeing it laid out in the way it is blows my mind. And it just makes me so irate over the term factory farm. Yeah, I agree. I have so many things. I, maybe we need to do like a factory farm thing. Cause I feel like I have a thousand things to say, but I still have a thousand things to say about the Corey Booker situation. So okay, let's circle back around to Corey circling back around to him. Um, I, I just think he's, what state is he from again? He's from a state that doesn't have even a lot Pens- of agriculture. Pennsylvania, I think, which they have ag, but I, is he Pennsylvania? Should I know? He's I'll New Google. Jersey. He's okay. New Jersey. Um, So, yeah, he's really big on the, like, does it help small farms? Mm -hmm. And the digester thing, I mean, we're a large farm and we can't have a digester. So, I mean, I think there is, like, actually California, I think, has the advantage because they get a lot of tax credits. So, for them, it's not even, like, big or small. It's just, like, tax credits. So, I think some of it's state dependent and then some of it's size dependent. Um, One thing when I was reading that article, though, that I found good is um, Undersecretary of Agriculture for Rural Development is um, Sochi Torres Small, and she is from New Mexico and she has actually been out to our farm. So I like, I know she's been on a big farm. I know she's been on our family farm. So I was like, good. Like, I'm glad she's in charge of that committee. Of what committee? I missed what you said. Oh, Oh, okay. Committee, like the undersecretary of ag for rural development. Well, I Um, was looking up to see who was on our agriculture committee. I wanted to see what the um, and Nebraska oh, has yeah. one on there, but I wanted to see who was on there because I'm like, what the crap is Cory Booker? I'm sorry. I just can't reading his articles when he talks about the changes he wants to make to agriculture. I'm with love. Cory Booker comes sit down at our table. You can yes. do a projection note with our family about the cash flow of our operation. Um, I would love to see your inputs, like what your ideas are for operation and how you think your proposed changes to the farm bill are going to fix it. It's a joke to me. It's, it's honestly a joke. Like I know we need to be pouring energy and thought process into this, but I'm not really interested in anything Cory Booker has to say. I'm sorry. Well, he has that. And then his other thing about like the bailouts for big meat, that was like the headline or whatever. And he like was bashing how terrible our, like uh, our food system held up during COVID. And I'm not saying we didn't have problems, but I'm actually really proud of our food system during COVID. Like, yes, we had massive issues. So did the entire world. And yet like there was still food. Like, yes, there were shelves cleared. There were times that we were struggling, but I just, I feel like overall big picture, 
I don't know. He and then sometimes like he throws in a lot of things about small farms. Like I'm sure from your side, like beef packing, like he's like, oh, I wish we had more small local beef packers. And I'm like, okay, like I can get behind that. But then he ties that in with like 50 other terrible things. Do you mm-hmm. know? And so like yeah. there's a single line that you're like, okay, well that's okay. And that's what like the media runs with. And then everything else behind all of his bills and things is like not pro ag. Mm-hmm. I just think he's oh. pretty far removed for having such large opinions on it. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, yeah, bro- he his quote is broken American food system. Like so I just feel like me. he's like a soundbite, like waiting to happen. Well, and it just creates more division too. Like you said, I do. F- like obviously, there are things we need to improve. But again, going back, like America has, we're very fortunate for the food system we have, and to create division around headlines like that, like. Thank you, Cory Booker. Thank you. Well, we are inviting you on Discover Ag anytime. <laughs> we'll we'll hash it out with you. In case you have a spare moment. Okay, moving on to our second news piece. Celebrity chef Rachel Ray to develop plant-based lunch recipes for New York public schools, which so this is a little bit old. It was the end of September, so it's not like trending as of end of November. But we missed it and I found it. And I want to highlight it because after our podcast we did last week, which if you guys did not listen to, um, go give the it a importance, listen. People are yes, sharing it. The importance of protein. I saw this and it just further kind of makes me very concerned when we're bringing in, like we're bringing in Rachel A for the headline, right? The title to bring more awareness about how this is so great. And it's not like we really need to be cautious about what we're doing for our children in the like school system and their, their health. Yeah, last week's episode, we talked about the guy, the professor who was like, we're running up an experiment, a social or a public experiment Mm -hmm. on our public school children in New York City. And so to see this, yeah, I also was like, okay, cool. Rachel Ray's the chef or whatever behind it. But where are the dietitians? Who else Mm -hmm. is behind this? Where are the people that actually like, no offense to Rachel Ray, I'm sure she's an amazing cook. But like, where is her degree? And like, like our professor from the podcast last week that was like, biomolecular protein <laughs> chemistry whatever his degree was you know etc like, cetera, like, et cetera. <laughs> yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. like I just I don't know I I just cannot I mean obviously both of you and I are like biased on like animal protein but like I mm-hmm. just don't think the research is there to have our kids cutting out a massive food group so Diana, everyone knows that Diana Rogers is like a huge advocate in this area and has done a lot of good information and highlighting resources and just creating dialogue around this. So I would recommend checking out our page, Sustainable Dish, if you haven't. She also has a podcast. I remember listening to it. I did not go back and review it because I just didn't have time. But it's a podcast with Black Carnivore. Her name's Edie Fox. And she gave she's from New York City. And she gave some statistics about New York City in it that one-fourth of the kids in New York City are living below the poverty line. One in three kids in New York City are food insecure. One in 10 kids in New York City are homeless, which is 100,000 kids. And 94% of homeless kids in New York City are black and Hispanic. There is no evidence that removing meat from kids results in better health outcome. And I just think it's important. I mean, we've seen, I don't know, I guess I've seen the photos of what these plant-based meals the kids are getting. And it's not like if there's kids who are depending on going to school for meals, what they're feeding them is not going to cut it from like a health standpoint. 
Yeah, I mean, sustainable dishes, big point on this is like this hurts the underprivileged children the most. The kids that go home and have a great meal at home for breakfast and for dinner and throughout the weekend, this is not a big deal for them. It's one meal a day, five times, but five meals in a week. It is the kids who are depending on this for like breakfast, lunch, like not getting good nutrition at home, maybe not getting meals at all at home. And like, we're just not giving them the nutrients, like the micronutrients that they need. It's no. not just about calories. It's not just about macronutrients. It's about all of the things that are in only animal protein and yes. complete proteins. We're not even giving them complete proteins. We as humans need the bioavailable nutrients that are in animal products. And it's, and like you said, um, you can get away with like replacing them what you're not getting if you're intentional about it. But the percentages I just read are clearly showing that there's going to be a large portion of kids who are not going to be like supplementing to get those nutrients that they need. Yeah. And they're that's not just... getting their Flintstone gummy in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not. So we like they need food for like nutrients. And that's just like the health aspect side of it. I don't think people are even focusing kind of, I don't know exactly what to call it, but I also think there's like the, what are we teaching our kids side of it too? Like kids, what they learn in school leaves like a very lasting impression on them. And so we're essentially raising an entire generation that's now going to have the mindset or narrative that, you know, whether it's from the myomental standpoint that like, you know, animals are bad for the environment or from the health standpoint that like, you don't need animal protein. It's like, what's, what's going to happen with that whole thing we're teaching children, I agree. And I feel like with veganism, I've heard it like related to as like almost like a religion. And I just don't think it like, I don't think you should be able to like implement your like, it's kind of like a religious belief kind of that like you think that animal agriculture is bad on an entire population. Like, I think that gets to be like decided up to like, I don't, do you know what I mean? Like, I just am like, why is like a small group of people dictating this for so many people who don't agree with that mentality? Well, that's actually how I feel about raw milk, which we'll get into in our next news piece. But going back to what you just said, that is what, going back to our meat is the moment, that is what that TikTok influencer was saying is that like, well, one, she was pointing out how she's happy that the narrative around veganism has changed a little bit and that people are coming out and speaking about it because she's like five years ago, I could not have created this TikTok. Like I, she said, I would have gotten scrutinized. She's like, I would have gotten like eaten alive for coming out and saying this. But now there's more narrative around like that. Maybe it's not a one size fit all diet for everyone and that we shouldn't be pushing a one size fit diet on everyone. I was very impressed with her TikToks. We will share them to the discover ag. Um, Instagram page for you guys. So you guys could watch them as well. But I don't know, the girl was doing her makeup and she was spewing facts and I was there for it. (laughs) We love to see that. Good skincare routine and eating animal protein. (laughs) Okay. Let's, you alluded to the raw milk a few times. Let's just move right on in. Sounds good. Uh, So the tweet was originally from Thomas Massey. He's a representative from Kentucky? Is that I don't correct? know. I didn't look. I just sometimes with politics, I'm like not interested. I don't know if I care where you're from, Thomas Massey. I've okay, heard of well, his I've heard of his name. Like <laughs> I've heard of him. His I just tweet don't know where he's is from. the FDA that banned the transportation of raw milk, a wholesome food that has been consumed by human beings for thousands of years, is the same FDA that authorized mitocardin. How do you say that word? Myocarditis. <laughs> Thank you. Including mRNA injections with no long-term data, blah, 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 blah. Follow the money is how he ends it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got tagged in it. Someone was like, I know Massey has two master's degree, but I'll wait for him input from Tara and Natalie. Well, that's because above Thanks, someone Bruce. said, 
wow, someone cashed the milk lobby's check. You know what? I'm just going to side note. It took me a really long time to figure out the original tweet that we got tagged in. I was like, I saw what Bruce said to us, but I was like, okay, where is the original statement? And it took, I had to really put on my private investigator cap and figure this out. But I feel like I'm getting the landscape of Twitter better next time. I was about to say, you need to like do a Twitter 101 course. Does anyone have like a online (laughs) course out there about how to use Twitter? (laughs) I will pick it up a little bit quicker next time. But when I was, so I want to start, can I start one thing before we say anything about short milk? Cause I'm the dairy person. Yeah, I know. I am kind of taking like a seat back on this. I have drank I drank raw milk all the way until I was 25. In yeah. college, I bought milk because I wasn't by a farm. Um, so I am not anti-raw milk. Like, I just feel like that needs to be stated. Oh, 100%. That's why I love when you actually have these conversations because I think people are expecting you to to be, like, anti-raw milk, have no experience with raw milk. And you're like, listen, I grew, like, my household, I was grown up on it for 25 years. And I feel like that totally changes the whole narrative around it. Yeah. So I changed at 25. My doctor, who is very like liberal on foods when I was pregnant, let me eat soft cheeses, let me have sushi, was like, "Mm, I think we should like talk about the raw milk thing a little more. And so we did. And when I did some research, talked to dietitians, and he, one of his big things was if I went to the hospital with and was like throwing up or sick, I needed to tell the doctor that I was drinking raw milk because doctors in the ERs nowadays don't look for that as like something that could make you sick because most people don't drink raw milk. And so he's like, you need to let them know so they can treat you right away for the right things. So I thought that was interesting. My issue with raw milk, and I did like a two part series on this on my Instagram page. You got murdered, didn't you? (laughs) I'm telling you guys, the raw milk people are worse than the vegans. Like I, I hate (laughs) to say that, but my issue is if you're going to consume raw milk, you need to understand the risk associated with it. And I'm tired of all of the jargon that's like raw milk is fine as long as it's from small farms. That's crap. Raw milk is the same across the board. We all are held to the same standards, whether you're a small farm or a large farm. Um, A lot of times the raw milk you're drinking too, it's not the milk that's the problem. A lot of times it can be the container that is not like correctly sterilized, clean, depending on how that, you know, how you're processing or collecting the milk from the raw milk. Um, but the big thing for me is that a majority of all foodborne illnesses around milk come from raw milk. I think it's over 75%. It may be even higher. And yet raw milk consumption makes up like one to 3% of total consumption. Or does that make sense? Did I say that correctly? I think so. Um, so I have, so I have, Zero years of raw milk experience <laughs> compared to your 25. Um, so I'm quite the expert on this subject, you guys. So back to when I was trying to figure out what the original tweet was that we, like the thread that we got tagged in, I ended up just on Thomas Massey's uh, Twitter feed. And he is obviously just very pro raw milk. He has a lot of posts about... um just raw milk in general. He's a proponent of it. He uses it. He shares it. He talks about it. Um, I think, so going back to our original thread, someone, um, after his quote, someone said, wow, someone cashed the milk lobby's check. And then he said, yes, someone did milk. Big milk opposes law, re- legal raw milk. I don't, again, have much experience on this, but going back to your statement about the veganism of like, why 
are we dictating people's diets? I don't understand why raw milk actually is legal, illegal in places. I don't understand why we let people at 18 buy cigarettes and make the decision of whether that can be good or bad for their body or alcohol, um, vaping. Like there's all sorts of things that like we allow people to have the autonomy of themselves to decide like, okay, there is risk with this. There isn't, there's health benefits with this. There isn't like you can do the research and look for it. Why? I just don't understand why raw milk is like, nope, it's illegal. It's so confusing to me. A big part of my degree actually was risk assessment and deciding like what risks are acceptable risks, especially if you were going to end up in like a public health thing. Like what is an acceptable risk for like tap water? Tap water, it's like one in 10,000 for most people. One in 10,000 people will get sick drinking tap water. We have decided that's an acceptable risk. The risk can never be zero. And so I think it is similar. Like why are we okay with the risk of cigarettes at 18 or vaping at whatever, like, but we're not okay with another risk, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And, um, I think my issue with the raw milk is again, people, when they get sick, which they are more likely to get sick if they are drinking raw milk, they blame all of milk. They tell people that all of milk made them sick and then they don't want to drink milk anymore. And it gives all of milk a bad name. If people, that's where I'm like, you need to accept the risk of raw milk and not taint all of milk's name when you get sick. That's my, like, that's my, where I stand. The uh, other I thing that. I like that I, I I'll get on that soapbox with you. I'll so, but then I think, yeah, like don't go like, oh, I got sick off of raw milk. Funny thing, um, there was a group of politicians that um celebrated passing raw milk legislation, and um they they like passed a law that said you could buy raw milk, and they celebrated with raw milk, and they all got <laughs> sick. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, this is why it's not legal, but like. I am, I am pro food choice. So I right. like, I just struggle because I feel like people don't understand the risk and that's my issue. Uh, can we like go on another side tangent that I have? Pulled up? Yeah, because I have another one too. I just Googled, I wanted to see where raw milk is illegal and it said drinking or otherwise consuming raw milk is legal in all 50 states with the exep- exception of Michigan. Yeah, no state expressly totally. prohibits the sale of raw milk as animal feed. Is that tr- like, no, I, I don't illegal. think that's true. Yeah, it is illegal in some places. Some places you can you buy just, a cow share. Listen, so you, you just like own part of the cow. Can't trust the internet, you guys. I know you can't. So a big pe- a big thing for people though about drinking raw milk is the health benefits. I'm using air quotes. Oh. There is not like proven sound science about any health benefits for drinking raw milk. And I found this one study I've been following it for a while that I found was really interesting. Just and kept this compares- in your back pocket for today's episode. I've had this in my back pocket for years. I can pull it out finally. (laughs) And it is called lessons from the Amish and the Hutterite children. So Amish and Hutterite are raised very like similar beliefs in like just similar lifestyles. There is one main difference. The Amish live on their farm, very close contact to their animals, their barns, all of those things. Um, the Hutterite children live more in like communal settings um, and they live away from the farm, not by the animals. Otherwise, their lives are similar. They both drink raw milk. Guess which kids have all of the positive immune boosting benefits and lower rates of asthma, lower rates of allergies, and which ones are more similar to the general population? I don't know. Tell the us. The Amish. The Amish. It's about living on the farm and interacting with the animals and being close to the barn in, you know, getting the dust, the dirt, like animal dandruff. That's this study is all about that. We'll link it in the story so that people it's really interesting read it like 
does a great job kind of, I feel like of being unbiased and just looking at all the factors, but they both drink raw milk and the ones that live off the farm still have asthma and allergies. So I don't know. And I also have two kids of my own and one kid's never sick and one's sick all the time. They live the exact same life. So I also just think like it is what it is. I don't know. I think, I think to summarize it, as always, we're for food choice, but people need to understand the risks that come with it. And then don't burn down the whole milk barn with raw milk, right? Yep. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Summed it up. Thanks for summing that all up. You're welcome. <laughs> After my, I think I just went on for 10 minutes and Natalie's like, food well, choice. No, I, <laughs> I actually brought this one to you and I knew, I, I find you, uh, listen, I, you were the first dairy farm I've ever set foot on. You have educated me a lot in the dairy space. And I just, I think that you, your voice brings a lot. Of, so I'm happy to take the backseat on it. Mm, well, thank you. I hope I, I hope I did it justice. I have so much to say. It's hard to like convince it, but mm-hmm. those are some of my thoughts. Um, we can share my reels. I posted also, um, yeah. to the discover ag page. So you guys, can we, rant. we do try and bring like, <clears throat> if you have not actually visited our discover ag, um, Instagram page, please do so because we try and we actually share other news pieces that we don't highlight on the podcast that because there's a lot of things we want to cover and then we choose our three favorite and then the ones we don't get shared on the stories. Um, and we do that throughout the week, but then the day of, we do share a lot of the things we're talking about in the podcast. Um, so if you have not jaunted over to that discover ag underscore page, we would love if you did that because we are trying to make it extremely valuable, be like it pairing it to the podcast. It's just not the podcast repeated, you know? Yeah, it is a mood. It's like a vibe. Um, and it's got a lot going on. And yeah, we have so many news stories that like some fun ones you posted about the um instead of the gingerbread houses, the charcuterie houses mm-hmm. the other day. Like there's some yeah. we share some great stuff over there yeah. you got to see. Just tooting our own horns. Toot toot. Okay. Toot toot. Are we ready to do tabs? Tabs, tabs, tabs. Yeah, let's three do- tabs. Oh, okay. <laughs> tap 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 (laughs) yes let's do I love this segment if you guys enjoy it too will you let us know because we're actually trying to narrow down kind of your guys's top favorite segments to end the podcast on we like to end it in a more fun lighter way because we do you know bring out some heavy topics in the beginning usually and so let us know if you guys like this one if you guys like the um gosh darn it what's it called worth the hype um ag packs like kind of let us know what you like to see from us at the end of the at the end of the episode. This one's hard for me, though, because I like recording video for content for our pages. And then I have to grab my phone to see my last three tabs. Well, just bring them up on your computer. Problem solved. Oh, I've never thought of that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Are you going first or am I? No, you go first. Well, we'll alternate. Okay, I like to alternate, but you go first and then. You- yeah, yeah. This one's a really tough one. I actually need your input on. Oh. I'm ordering Christmas cards. I'm a, you know, I'm a big Christmas <gasps> card girl. I literally was just scrolling this morning. Yeah. So I have two choices. I can. I just got back from Mexico. Hi, everyone. Hello. I'm back. I was going to tell you. I haven't seen you in forever. It feels good to see you. It's been a while since we've podcasted. Um, do I use a Mexico photo and do like the whole Feliz Navidad and like go that route? It has palm trees. It's super cute. It's a vibe. Or do I wait for my sister's wedding photos to come oh. in and do the classic? But they're not going to be here till December 22nd. So it has to be a New Year's card. And I'm just, like, so torn. I love the photo of us in Mexico, but, like, I'm also, like, my sister gets married one time. Like, I'm not going to use – I don't – I'm really I need more time to think about this, and I also actually need to see the – 
I need, well, I need to see the Felice Navidad palm tree vibe because it might be too much for me. <laughs> it's a lot. It There's like glitter. It's like sparkly. There's like ornaments like, hanging on the trees. Mexico it's, threw it's up on a postcard. So I just, yeah. I'm here for like the fun aspect. I just need to make sure it's not too fun. Okay. Okay. I'll send it to you. Okay. We could put it on stories too, or community could um, vote. Mm, that's no. fine okay. okay no it's fine well, no. I just like to keep my my Christmas card private S- until before but I'm okay with it being on discover oh you guys so I that. posted a photo for our, our Kavork family update and it was just me and the boys and everyone's yes. like where is Luke where is Luke? I'm like too. I have to save the family <laughs> photo for Christmas I'm like I'm not that releasing the family sense. photo now and but I think everyone's like and now I'm like oh maybe it is a little weird that I post that without Luke but that's why okay yeah that makes a ton of sense actually now that you say that okay you so go. one of my last tabs is actually because of you um it's luke combs world tour so luke combs is probably my husband luke's one of his favorite artists and so i was looking that up to see if there was dates or places that luke would want to go um and so yeah i was just looking up luke combs and then i asked luke about it and he's like no we can't leave the-. he said he cannot leave the ranch in 2023 we've got a lot going on you guys 2023 is a big year. he's not so leaving like, the ranch at all no. <laughs> well i don't i would not put it past him not to because it's just going to be very stressful we have a really a lot going on um but I, I told him i'm like okay well just i can't wait for you so i'm going to be doing a lot of vacationing without you in 2023 yeah we have a lot of things planned i was actually looking at our calendar and was like we need to figure out our lives Okay, my turn. Mm-hmm. My other one tab open is called the My Fold Car Seats. I'm going to order two on Walmart. Actually, I should look at them today because it's Cyber Monday, so they might be on sale. If you don't know what My Fold Car Seats are, they are like literally compact this big and like one inch tall. They are booster seats for your kids to travel with in the car. That and is insane. Left our our my fold in the rental car in Mexico. Our oh, so you had a situation? I had one. Um, and our rental car situation, we got a flat tire like an hour before we needed to be at the airport and we had to get the tire fixed. It was like a whole thing. So we were like rushing. We had a dent. Someone dented our minivan in Mexico. So there's just a lot going on and the MyFold got left. I, they're like $30, but I still was really bummed because we've had it for years. But I want to get one now for each of the girls. And they're literally, we just use them for travel. Are they like, tra- just, like transformers? Like they just... Yeah, they pop open. Oh my and gosh. Then they like do. It basically, instead of bringing your kid up to the car seat, it brings the um, seat belt down to your kid. And they're like approved or whatever, but they're so handy. They're like M I F O L D, my fold. Share it on stories. We've got a lot to share. We I know. Like well, I feel like I have learned down. so much from you this episode. You're really bringing it. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> I have a book I wanted to check out. Um, it is called The Great Plant-Based Con, an evidence-based debunking of the benefits of a plant-based diet. Um, wow, that's, I have not ordered it. I have not looked. Heavy. Yeah, I have not looked too far into who wrote it or anything about it, but I obviously saw it somewhere, and then I brought it up to save it as a reminder to look into ordering it. So if you guys want to beat me to it and let me know how it is, you guys <laughs> feel free, anyone who wants to read it. But yeah, The, the Great <laughs> Plant-Based Con. Um, okay. My last one, I don't know if I should skip this one, but I, I want to be like real with you guys. So my last one is actually my dad's dairy and my family farm that I grew up on is for sale. And the tab for his sale is up so I can share it to stories and try to like generate interest in the sale. So that'll be happening. When does this come out? Um, in two weeks. So my family farm will be 
I don't know. No more. Kind of sad. Know. Sad. I don't mean to end on a heavy note. Well, you have a tab. Good. Yeah. I don't want to add sadly, but. I know. I'm like, do I ask you how you're doing and how you feel about that? Or do we just leave it off the podcast? Because I don't want you to start crying on screen. No, no. I feel good. About it. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a great, I'm in a good place. Yeah. Actually, uh, I don't know if I want to edit this out, but I wanted to mention it. So maybe I will actually talk about it. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring this up because I feel Listen, like. We don't edit. Our- we're like, a, we're a real, we're a real girlies. We don't, we're non-edit We're girlies. not editing. I know we are like minimal editing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys no, probably know you're like, yeah, we can tell you guys do not edit. <laughs> but, Stop out. <laughs> no, but I feel like for our non-listeners, like this is a real reality in ag. Like my dad's yeah. older. My brothers don't want to dairy farm anymore. And so my dad, this is his yeah. retirement plan. Like, I mean, yes, I'm sad, but I also know that all it's all the right reasons. Like, well, and you and I have had so many conversations about this and you're like, Dan and I have talked about it. We've tried it. Like, it just doesn't like, this is what has to happen. It's just not going to work any other way. So it's yes. not like you're like passing on an opportunity that you could maybe do. Like, this oh my is, gosh, this if is I just get the reality. DM that's like, why don't you and Dan just buy it? I'm like, yeah. oh, if you have a few million dollars lying around, I'll <laughs> borrow them and go buy it. Like, it's not that simple. Um, and I think that people think want it want it to be simpler than it is. Mm-hmm. So that's my last tab. My last tab is also ballerina farm flowers. So she started. Oh um, my gosh. I know. That's so I, funny. No, I asked for Daniel the, for Christmas. I asked for the subscription. Oh, you did? Month. Oh, that's. And I don't know if he's going to do it, but that's what I want. Sorry, go ahead and explain it. And then no, I'll... it's okay. She, if you guys aren't familiar, um, ballerina farms, they're a farm in Utah and she shares, she does direct to consumer, uh, pork mostly, but I think, I think maybe she has beef. I don't know. Yeah. She um, does beef too, I think. Okay. And all sorts of other random stuff. Yeah. 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 She has like a whole, she's really big on sourdough too, which I've ordered her sourdough, but she, her dad owns a flower shop and they just paired up to do these farm like flowers. And you can, like Tara said, you can get a one time or a recurring. And I told Luke when we first got married, I said, if, there's anything you could do that I would love. It would be just to surprise me like with random flowers every once in a while. He's never done that. So I think I'm just going to order my own subscription. (laughs) So my issue is, so yeah, I sent it to Daniel and was like, this is what I want for Christmas. And Dan was like, when we first got married, you told me flowers were stupid and they were a waste of money, which is true. (laughs) So now I'm like going back, but I just don't like flowers in the grocery store that die after like two days. And I like these last for like a few weeks and are like a couple, like two weeks. And I'm like, that's totally different than like, me it's, having like not great flowers that die after like a day. It's also funny because I used to have that mindset too. Like, well, what a waste of money. Get me something that I can actually use. But I think like, I don't know, maybe since like creating a home and having a space, I do think flowers bring such like a warm, they're just like a, such a lovely small touch to put in your home that I'm like for the waste of money, even if they die. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know there's I other things you could put your money it. into, but I just, I don't know. I like the way they make my home feel and so I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm like okay this is the investment I want to make yeah Daniel and I also got married at 22 like can I be a different person at 34 like (laughs) I'm like at 22 I needed like glasses and dishes and like silverware (laughs) for our house now like I'm like okay I I want flowers I don't know I've changed my mind I'm a new person Oh, my Lord. All right, everyone. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Discover Ag, where once a week we cover the top three industry news pieces you guys need to know in the world of ag. We keep our fingers on the pulse so you don't have to. And don't forget, if you guys enjoyed this, go leave us a review or share to your social channels and you will be entered to receive one of our super cool um, thank you gifts. And honestly, they're filled with all of our favorite things. So they're a pretty fun package to open up. 
Yeah, and not like we haven't mentioned this enough, but if you want more of our podcast throughout the week, be sure to follow us on Instagram at discoverag underscore at Natalie Kovark and at Tara Vanerdusen, and we will see you next week.